Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. This is episode number 21. the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, founder of the 1K Mom Tribe. This is a movement of women who are building a business and raising a family and doing both well. Let's do this. Today on the 1K Mom Podcast, we have Sharice. She is a digital marketing tech nerd, strategist, and entrepreneur behind Sharice & Co., and a virtual assistant business helping busy entrepreneurs free up their time through her virtual assistant business. She is here to help you systematize, strategize, and streamline your business without spending hours in front of a computer. When she's not behind that computer, you can find her indulging in a long stroll down the aisles of Target. Yes. Quality time with her family and that occasional gluten-free cupcake. Sharice, I'm so excited to have you on the 1K Mom podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, take a moment and go ahead and fill us in a little bit on anything maybe that wasn't in that bio. Tell me more about Sharice and the personal life that you have. So I'm actually, well, as we're recording this, I'm 36 weeks pregnant with my first child. (laughs) Yep. And um, I'm so, I mean, I'm so excited and nervous all at the same time. Um, And I've been working, um, you know, for myself for like the past four years since about 2014. And um, I most recently, um, dove into the VA venture in 2016 and I've learned a lot from that and um, I'm learning so much also preparing um, for my maternity leave as well. Um, So what got you started in working for yourself? Like what was that first journey like? So to be completely frank, um, It started because I couldn't find a job. I live in Rhode Island, and so it's a small market, and my degree is in advertising and marketing communications. I'm originally from New York, and I thought, like, when I graduated, I was like, oh, I'll just move back to New York. But New York is expensive, (laughs) and I couldn't really (laughs) figure out um, how that was going to actually work out. So... I ended up staying and um, my first job was a contract position working on a project and it just sort of went from there. Like I, I wasn't able to find that dream job. I wasn't able to land, um, you know, a permanent role. And, you know, I've always been entrepreneurially spirited and creative, um, but at the same time, it, it never was like this goal of mine to necessarily own a business or start a business or work for myself, like right after, after college. So for me, uh, for part of this journey, it was a bit of, a, I would say for the first two years, this journey was really just a stepping stone in my mind. It was just like, I'm going to do this. Um, until I find something else. So I was, you know, but as I found myself stuck in this cycle of doing contract work through staffing agencies, um, I realized why not cut out (laughs) the staffing agency um, and, you know, take matters into my own hands since um, I wanted to stay in Rhode Island. I wanted to stay in Providence. I didn't want to do the commute to Boston. I didn't want 
as I, you know, started working in a corporate setting, I realized I didn't really like the corporate setting anyway. And I didn't want to work at a huge ad agency where, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to work long hours and then have a super long commute home. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the first step for a lot of entrepreneurs. It's figuring, like realizing I don't want what I'm, the situation I'm in and then realizing, Oh, wait a second, I can change this. And then coming up with that plan to make it happen. So what was it? Was it the VA business at first that you started doing contract work for? What was it that first kind of got you that first little uh, money in your pocket, so to speak at that point? Hmm. Um, So it wasn't VA work. I started off doing just being like a freelance marketing person. Mm -hmm. Um, I also had other just part-time gigs because I didn't know what, I wanted to do or what was available to me. I knew that like I could freelance, but at the same time, I didn't really know what that meant. So I was just picking up whatever part-time gigs I could get. And then um, I was also trying to acquire clients online um, as a marketing, digital marketing strategist. And uh, my first client, I remember she paid me for like one consultation and then the next one she like paid me in essential oils or something, (laughs) (laughs) which I still have. And I love them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's when I first started to get my feet wet and I realized, um, you know, I liked it. Um, I liked being able to help people and connect with people on a one-to-one basis. And I liked having the freedom of, of um, being able to, come up with ideas and then execute them, which is something you don't get when you, when you're working in a bigger organization, especially when you're, you're starting out and you're in a lower role. Right. So what would you say your expertise today is like your bread and butter? You are incredible at it. So I find it really hard to call myself an expert at anything. (laughs) And, And part of that is because I, I actually do, so much for my clients or I have been doing so much um, for my clients in the form of like some clients I'm doing some visual graphics in Canva and then other clients I'm helping with writing blog posts. And um, so I'm a, I'm a little bit um, of all the things of all the things, <laughs> Jane of all trades, but I would have to say that something that I constantly get complimented on both, professionally and personally is my ability to be observant and to ask questions. Um, And so I'd say like my expertise is really being that second brain and strategic partner for my clients. So Mm -hmm. beyond just the doing of the task, but like, how is this task going to get done? And how does this um, work with the overall marketing and and being able to think a step ahead and being a little more proactive than just um, the task doer. Yeah. yeah. That is such a huge asset for entrepreneurs that have this big vision, this like just aerial view of it all for you to also have a good perspective of that too. But also you're kind of in the weeds doing all the things, yeah. you know, that's a huge asset that I think a lot of entrepreneurs would love to have on their team. I love it. So let me go ahead and switch gears. Um, and tell me like some, do you have some systems that you put into place in your business? Yeah. Keep, keep you on track. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because um, 
preparing for this maternity leave has had, has forced me to really revisit all of that and think about my systems and really clean them up and, and document them. And I realized that, and this is something, it's something my clients struggle with. And it's something that I, I'm also, I, I wouldn't say struggle with, but it's also something that I am in the process of doing as well. And that's creating like a business operations manual. So like, getting all of those systems and processes documented and having like procedure manuals so that we know step-by-step for, for each um, task or area, what has to happen. Um, So for me, I use, um, if we're talking about systems in terms of like tools, I use, I use Asana and that helps me to delegate to, um, because I also have, I also have an assistant. <laughs> um, it helps me, you know, delegate to her um, so that we can collaborate. And I also use it with my clients. And my clients really love using Asana. We've created workspaces for them, and it helps us um, keep track of like their blogging process. So we'll have an editorial calendar set up in there, and uh, we'll use each task to outline the steps, make sure we're assigning the steps to the right people, um, and then checking it off. So I would say um, Asana is like my must-have system, and it's really helped me to, to, to I guess, system, systematize delegation and, and collaboration as well. I love Asana and that it can kind of be overwhelming to people when they first step into it because it's such a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. So have you done anything to really manipulate it and make it work for you? Yeah, I, it took me a, a while. Um, I've used Asana off and on. Um, I've also have tried Trello out and um, I liked Trello, but I felt I ended up going with Asana because once, especially once they added the boards feature, because I realized after using Trello, I sort of understood how to use Asana, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, because some things just don't make um, sense to have them in list. And I think when you like first get into Asana, it's really easy to just like create a bunch of to-do lists and not think about, okay, this project, does it make sense to have a list or does it make sense to have boards? Like, are there different phases to this project? Um, so do I need like an in progress column, a done column or, um, in, and that's something that, that I have found useful, but for me, um, trying to think it's really hard to, to talk about Asana without like being able to physically visually show it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess yeah, it's, for tricky. Me, it's, it's just, it's been like thinking about, um, the pro- thinking about the information I'm putting in there differently and thinking about the projects as these, um, as, as in, in terms of like what makes sense um, for yeah. my brain. <laughs> and, and, and do you use templates? Like that's one thing I do, especially for things that are like repeated, like podcast interviews. Mm-hmm. I have a template so that it just gets copied every time we have a new one or whatever. Do you do yeah. that too? Yeah, I definitely have templates. So I have templates for projects, so like big things like launches, um, so that all the the general tasks and like general steps for launching a product or a new pro- or, or a new program are in there. And so all I have to do is copy them. 
Um, there's this, and I forget the name of the website, but there is a website that allows you to also like copy projects from different workspaces. So I have like this template workspace with all my template projects so that I can, um, share those with clients as needed or Mm -hmm. or share them back into my own, um, Asana workspace. And, uh, typically like with a, a launch project um we'll have a it'll have a few different columns for the different phases of the launch and under each column I have um like one task with just like the instructions for what needs to happen at this phase Mm -hmm. and then the instructions for each phase um and some template task in there so that um once all I have to do is like copy it and it's done, it's set up. And then there's just some, you know, the minor tweaks and adjustments to make it, uh, you know, for that specific. Yeah. Launch. Asana is fun. I love the flying unicorn or it's changed. The <laughs> animals changed recently, I think. Right. I, I, ha- it, it, I used it recently. I mean, I use it every day and I still see the flying unicorn. I want to say I saw something. I don't even remember, but it's fun when little animals fly across your screen. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, okay. So take me back a little bit to, um, let's talk about maternity leave and, and how are you feeling? You excited? You ready? I'm excited. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready, (laughs) but I am excited. Um, Do you have any advice for any other like moms out there who might be sitting on a business? They have their business, but they're about ready to have a baby. And how can they begin to prepare both the business and the the home life for Mm -hmm. this change? Yeah. I'm glad you asked that question because there isn't a lot of conversation or a lot of resources out there for new mompreneurs. Like I find there's a lot of like once you have a baby or a child, child, but, um, finding information for like, while you're pregnant, (laughs) before you have the baby, how do you baby proof your business? There just isn't a lot out there. Um, so I'm really glad you asked that question because it's something that I've been thinking a lot about and sort of been tracking my experience because I would love to be able to share it after (laughs) all of this is over. Um, it's hard, you know, birthing, a business and a baby simultaneously. And for me, I've, I've already been working in my business or at least working self-employed for um, four years and then one year as a VA. So I've already sort of started to establish some things. Um, So in that regard, I, I do feel like I had a little bit of a leg up in that I wasn't, starting something totally brand new, um, which I think would make it even more challenging uh, because you're just, you're also, because you're physically feeling um, not yourself. (laughs) You're tired. Your hormones are all over the place. You're emotional. Um, It can be really hard to get through um, that first and second trimester, especially if you're also trying to figure out, well, how do I get clients and what is it that I, I do in my, I, in my business and what is it that I'm going to sell or offer? Um, so for me, my, my advice is to allow yourself some grace and some time and to sort of, and be patient, um, and to not rush into things. Um, 
you know, one of the things I, when I look back on when I started my business, um, sure, I wish I had started doing VA work much earlier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I wouldn't have learned and gained all the skills that I've gained by going the long route of sort of not knowing what it was that I was going to do and what niche I was going to fill. And, you know, and it took me four years pretty much to figure that out. And my business is still evolving and changing. Um, So it really is a process, just like it is a process to grow this baby and and grow your business. Um, The one thing that I, that I can't, I think stress enough is when you're, when you're planning on having a maternity leave or a business and a business um, organization is such, it's, so important and having uh, everything outlined, documented, like passwords and login credentials. Like you want to have your business at a point where you can step away from it and someone else can come in and basically run it without you having to stand over their shoulders or, or tell them what to do next. Mm -hmm. Um, So being able the sooner you can work on that, whether you are, pregnant or not, um, the sooner you do that, the better, because honestly, you can only really be solo in your business for so long until you need to have some sort of help. Like even as a VA, like it felt weird to be like, wait, I kind of need help now doing my own stuff because now I got a lot of client work. So, so VA has a VA. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So what is your plan? How many weeks are you planning on taking off or what are are you doing on that side? So my plan is to take 12 weeks off. Good for you. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was after, I mean, I talked to a lot of people about it. I was like, I'll just take six. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll take eight. And then someone was like, really, you should take 12 to 16. I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe not 16, but I think 12 is definitely doable. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I feel really fortunate and and lucky to be able to have the ability to take that amount of time off. And while at the, at at this point, I don't, I'm like, I can't fat like phantom, like not, wanting to work on my That was going to be my next question. Are you going to be okay? Like not logging in, (laughs) not checking things. It's, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be hard for me, but at the same time, I'm also probably going to be exhausted. And so in love with this baby that I might not even think about it. So it can really, really go. There's a lot of like when Either new way. new motherhood, there's a lot of things you don't quite realize yet, you know, that you mm-hmm. just, you have to figure out and you're going to new, I mean, things I could tell you that happened to me may not happen to you, but it's just going to be this whole new world for you and this baby. And I'm so excited for you. Thank you. It's so awesome. Yes. And I love how you've been so proactive about just, you know, tracking and planning because that's the tracking and the planning is what's allowing you to do 12 weeks and be comfortable mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, definitely. And even with the, um, even with the the tracking and planning, it's made me, you know, one of the biggest aha moments I've had from planning for this maternity leave is that I needed to have had this set up anyway in my business. Um, And so this is just going to mean that I can 
have more flexibility with my time moving forward, which is important. And um, one question that it brought to mind that I think a lot of people or a lot of entrepreneurs um, don't ask themselves when they're thinking about, you know, reflecting on their business and where they're at, because we hit a point where we become pretty complacent and happy with what we're making. And we're like, okay, this is fine. But, you know, are you living the lifestyle you promised yourself? Hmm. Um, And that's pretty much what planning for this maternity leave made me realize, like, I'm not necessarily living the lifestyle I promised myself because right now I am, you know, catching up sometimes on the weekends and I am, you know, sometimes going, um, you know, longer, yeah. Yeah, longer days that I didn't intend to do. Um, so it made me realize like, okay, this is, it's worth putting in the time to document everything and put in the systems and to really analyze everything and be like, Oh, how can this be easier? How can I streamline this? Um, so the main areas to, you know, that you want to focus on when you're going on your maternity leave are your marketing, um, any, you know, any other revenue generating activities. So like how you get clients in, um, you know, automating as much of that process as you can um, and or having, you know, a solid plan for like, you know, if, if people are interested while you're away, like, what's that next step for them? So you're not just like leaving them to be, to be guessing um, Mm -hmm. when or if they'll hear from you. Um, Those are the two most important areas. And then also for your current clients, making sure that they're taken care of. So whether that means that you're going to have someone else step in for you or that they're okay with taking a pause um, and whatever you can do to sort of support them in that pause before you leave. And, um, you know, for me, I just, I, I didn't want to, I don't, I I didn't want my clients to be totally left alone. So like my assistant is going to step in and help them and she'll be able to answer questions. So there'll be like a point of contact for them. So just making sure that your, your clients are taken care of. So I'd say those are like the three biggest areas to focus on. Um, And wherever you can audit and and automation um, is key in all of those. There's always a tool or something to sort of automate that, whether it's automating your invoices or automating your social media or having canned email responses. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And for those of us who aren't like, we are not pregnant, we don't have babies right now, that kind of stuff. I would recommend even just a six month check-in to your business. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, a time where you can sit there and look, okay, is this the lifestyle I promised myself? Just like she said, because that's so powerful for us to just stop and say, yes, what I've created is great, but how can I make it better and make it more of like the vision it was when I started? Mm-hmm. Cause we can totally get complacent. It's just crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah Constantly up level. Yeah. When you're doing the client work and you're, you're, you know, you got the money coming in, but maybe it's not what you had aimed for, or maybe you are hitting that aim. Um, yeah. Checking, always checking in. I think yeah. doing I like six months because like new year and then kind of mid year. 
Yeah. But I mean, however often you need to, some personalities need to check in monthly, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but yeah, six month check-in would be great. Well, I love that you shared some of those three components that we need to consider when we're trying to just prepare our business for some kind of a life change, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Marketing, getting clients, and then you're taking care of your current clients. Well, I absolutely love all of this, but let's hop into our quick final questions that we ask every mom on the show. You ready? Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So tell me if, uh, what's one mom and business owner hack that you recommend to help other moms and business owners? So I wish I could say that there's like one super hack that like would work like a magic wand, but magic laundry, that'd be incredible. It would be. Um, but, and it's something that I've been actually talking to a lot of, um, other mompreneurs about. I've been like, so like, what are your tips? I've been picking a lot of brains about this. (laughs) Um, and, but what I've come up with, it's sort of, it's applying the same like automation and streamlining that we're talking about for our business to our personal lives. So, um, and that's something I've really been experimenting a lot with lately because, um, you know, normally these things feel like luxuries, but then I'm like, actually, no, this makes sense to like set my bill pay on to automatic, like make sure that my bills are being paid on time instead of having to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause that's definitely one, one symptom I wasn't prepared for. It was like my brain feeling like it was mush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. Auto- Even grocery delivery too. Yes. Auto bill pay, grocery delivery, or one that I've been doing it because here in the Northeast, we have stop and shop and you can order your groceries ahead of time and then they just bring them to your car. Um, So it's a little cheaper than the delivery. Um, Outsourcing your laundry to be done. Those things. That That exists. It does. (laughs) What? (laughs) And I must say that's probably my favorite one because there's something about having clean clothes and they come back to you and they're folded perfectly and they're neat and you just put them away and it's amazing. But whole yeah. new world you just opened me to. I had no idea that existed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's my that's my tip is to think about how can you you streamline or or outsource or automate things in your personal life, thinking about your time as being valuable. And in my opinion, time is worth more than money because it's irreplaceable. Once it's spent, it's, it's gone. So if yeah. there are ways you can free it, free it up, um, even if it's not with, you know, paying for something, but even if it is something as simple as just setting your bills to auto pay or asking, um, a spouse or partner or your children, if they're old enough to, to, you know, to pitch in or to do something. Um, I love it. Yeah. I think that for me, it, it, it helps, um, create a little bit more balance in my, in my business, but also mentally helps me feel better because I feel bad when I have a pile of laundry sitting there or like there aren't any groceries in the fridge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So a laundry fairy does exist. That's what I learned from this podcast. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So next question, if you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself and what would you start with? So if I could do this 
all over again. Just the business part? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if I could do this all over again, I would have started out doing more VA work and subcontracting work and just learning. Um, it's cut out the staffing agency. <laughs> yeah, cut out the staffing agency. Um <laughs> Just because like I, you know, it took me four years and I look at people who have gone through like, um, I, you know, I went through the VA bootcamp course um, and I look at some of the people who that's like where they're starting. And for some people it's great. And um, they're like off and running doing stuff. And they're like so much further than I was when I first got started. Cause I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And then other people are like, you know, sort of unsure um, you know, they're going at, you know, maybe a little bit of a slower pace, but they're still much further ahead than I was. So if, if there's one thing I can go back to, it would be just learning, like being okay with taking that time to learn how to be a VA, to subcontract for other businesses, grow and expand my network. Because for me, um, the biggest driver for clients isn't social media. It's not doing, it's not blogging. It's not doing all the things it's actually my network and referrals and meeting people and sort of like that old fashioned marketing. So I wish I, that's, you know, so the two, I guess the two, it's two sided, two things I would have done differently is one, I would have started with VA work sooner Two, I wouldn't have written off the effectiveness of old fashioned marketing. Oh yeah. That face to face is so powerful. Yeah. I mean, even just these face-to-face Zoom calls, like when I get on the phone with people for a coffee chat or for a podcast interview, like the connection you can make in 20, 30 minutes is huge. Definitely. Such a, such a fan. Okay. Well, take me into your favorite app, software, or system that you'd recommend right now. Ooh. For us system girls, it probably changes on the daily, right? Yes, <laughs> it does. Um, but the longest standing one would be Asana. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really say enough about it. Um, they're not paying me <laughs> to, yeah. to say it. Um, but just the, you know, having a project management tool makes such a huge difference. Um, because you can't, honestly, you can't run your business from paper planners and yeah. And notebooks. Too many I tasks. Lo- yeah. I love notebooks. I love beautiful notebooks. I recently got, um, the day designer planner, which I have been eyeballing and been wanting to use for so long. And I finally got one because they did a collaboration with target. (laughs) Um, and I, I absolutely, I really enjoy it, but you know, there are some weeks I don't even use it because like everything lives in Asana. For me, it's Asana, Evernote, and my Google calendar. Like those are the three must-haves. Those are the three things I'm using daily because the only way to get these ideas onto or into the digital world is to have them digitally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are probably my three most used ones as well. Uh, And also drop, not Dropbox. um, What's it called? Drive, Google Drive. Yeah. Google Drive as well. (laughs) Those are my favorites. Yep. Okay. Well, last question for you is what's the best book you've ever read? And then what are you looking forward to reading soon? Ooh. So the best book I read most recently was Shonda Rhimes, The Year of Yes. 
I found that really inspirational. Um, it, I mean, it really, I don't know. I, I loved it. I mean, I guess if you're a fan of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, you'll probably <laughs> also <laughs> love oh, it. Oh yeah. She's the producer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she wrote a book. Yeah. It's a really huh. good book and it's really inspirational because she's, she's talking about like this challenge. She had this year of yes to say yes to more opportunities. And I really could relate to that as an introvert being someone who has to really, you know, force themselves to mm-hmm. put themselves out there to, to do um, more of the extroverted things. Um, we just have to be more intentional about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I went last night and hung out with a friend and I wanted to go, but it was after seven, after I got the girls to sleep mm-hmm. and my husband, and I'm like, you have to kick me out the door. Cause like, I'm such an introvert. I just want to get in my bed and read a book and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I said, push me out the door. I know I'm going to love it when I get home. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. it's just, you, I just have to like, I even put it in my uh, goal setter, like go hang out with like two new people this month mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's such a struggle for introverts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It really is that I, I'm glad to. <laughs> and he thinks I'm crazy. He's like, people, I love people. Why, why, why do you hate people? I don't hate people. I just like to be alone. Mm-hmm. You just <laughs> enjoy solitude. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and a book that I'm looking forward to reading. Um, I recently got Gabrielle Union's book. We're going to need more wine. <laughs> um, I'm not entire. It was a gift. So I'm not entirely sure. Um, what it's about, but, um, I'm starting that book this weekend. You'll have to let me know. I've never heard of that one. I will have to let you know. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in reading that. I'm trying to get away from reading too many like self-help books because I had a period of time where that was like all I was reading, (laughs) (laughs) um, which is great. But then it's like, all of a sudden you have like a thousand strategies in your head or things to do or habits. And that can also be overwhelming. For sure. For sure. Well, girl, this was so fun chatting with you. I'm so excited for you and your business and this transition coming up. Lots of good things. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to be able to, to shed some light and hopefully helpful light on, you know, the being like a new mom or almost mom. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. For a full recap and show notes of the episode with some helpful tips and tricks and links to what was mentioned, head on over to 1kmom.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would be so honored if you would leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot today's episode, share it on Instagram, tag us in your stories at Katie Plummy, and let us know what you loved. Thank you so much for being a part of the 1K Mom Tribe.